rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Boom, 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 boom. So many buttons to push. Such a very bright camera. Everything is so bright. Is that you, Grandma? Go into the light, Grandma? Finally. Is that you, Granny? Who's that with you? Judy Garland? Oh, cool. Is that Janice Joplin, Judy Garland, and Jim Morrison with you, Granny? Thank you. Finally, I can get some peace. No, I'm only kidding. Not time to go into the light yet. Uh, one day. One day I'll be sleeping a long time. That's what I always say when I feel tired and I feel like I can't go on anymore. I think, no, fuck this. I will not be defeated. You take that extra step. One more one more effort, one more step, do one more show, one more day, keep doing it, in spite of how you feel. Because one day, this is all just a dream, we'll be sleeping a long, long time. And so I might as well do the best I can right now with what I have, with what I can do, and what we can do together. I really believe that this show is a community effort. I'm not kidding. This show, I can't do it without you. I may be kind of driving the bus here, but we're in this together. We're all building a community, building the... I mean, we're getting the word out about what the fuck is wrong and how we fix it. It's not, um, it's not a big mystery. It's not something that you really have to overthink. We know what's wrong and we know how to fix it. It's just we are in, we're in the... We're out of power. I, w I was going to say we're in the minority. We're not in the minority. We're in the majority. But they have us bamboozled, distracted, exhausted, working against each other. And it sometimes feels insurmountable. We have dum-dums we got to contend with. We got the greed-centered ghouls, the anti-democratic mo monsters, the enablers, the sycophants. I was watching, there's a really good documentary actually on, <clears throat> on Netflix called Hitler's Circle of Evil. I like that documentary. It's good. Actually, I took one of the great courses that I took was about the rise of Nazis and uh, uh, the rise of Nazi Germany. It's a very long course. But I really want to know. I think it should be required for everybody, frankly, to understand. What happened in Germany is not unique. And it can happen again. That's why I don't want to go into it again about this whole... Uh, what really gets on my nerves. Well, I'll do it again, I guess. Whatever. 
when people say Godwin's law, this whole fucking Godwin's law, which is not a law. It's some stupid thing that you can't mention Nazis or you lose the argument. Okay. I guess that whole Holocaust, the fact that we have people that are alive today, they're still alive, who lived through Nazi Germany. I told you, my, my friend's mother is a German. She immigrated here. She was in the Hitler Youth as a child. Everybody had to be in the Hitler Youth. It was like the Girl Scouts, she said. But it was, you know, she's alive. There's somebody that we know. I know her personally and was a goddamn Hitler youth. So don't tell me about Godwin's Law. In fact, you don't think that it could happen here? You haven't been paying attention. It is happening here. And the Nazis didn't start out with death camps. And they certainly had a lot of friends here, too. Big business, moneyed interests, they don't give a crap. They have no allegiance to this country. Their allegiance is to the unholy dollar. It's not to you. It's not to the idea of democracy. It's not to you having a decent middle-class life or retiring insecurity. I, I, I don't know what the hell is wrong with me, to tell you the truth, because I spent the whole day... Wow. Well, the TV was on behind me. I was working. But I'm just trying to make the camera focus. Uh, and I was really hate-watching MSNBC all day. And I hope that when you watch MSNBC and just media in general, that you watch it consciously. With the the notion, just watch it um, as if you were an alien who landed here and you have to do a paper. You have to do a 10-page report for your alien friends back home. What are you going to tell them about the corporate media? And when I was thinking about what to call the show tonight, the corporate media is as useless as the corporate wing of the Democratic Party. Two things that we need to get rid of. And in addition to the freaking Republican Party, they're not the, um, the end-all and be-all of what's happening here. They're just one piece of the puzzle. And I started my day hate watching MSNBC because I woke up and I watch Morning Joe. And now that we're all in lockdown, yeah, I'm, uh, whatever. I don't have to leave the house, so it's on. And Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, went on a, a rant. Well, whatever. He wrote an article. We can talk about this. We wrote, he wrote an article for the Washington Post because this is what happens. This is the, the world we live in. The, the Joe Scarboroughs of the world. We need to give him a bigger platform, you see. He needs more people reading his inanity. What the hell is he offering? What is he saying? This is why I, 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 ha I am not in any way just confused or 
are 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 somehow I don't know. I'm trying to find the word. Um, I'm not. There is no doubt. There is. There is no. I'm not. I guess it's the word is confused. I I know why we are where we are in the country, and I don't mean New York City. I where I'm in New York. I mean in the last days of the American Republic. We are here thanks to the corporate media. That's an incredibly important piece of the puzzle. It really is. They could not have taken over all the, the mechanisms of government and turned this country from the least upwardly from the most upwardly mobile to the least upwardly mobile without the corporate media and this is why i tell you guys and you know it all those who are patrons of the show you are the real patriots we're the real patriots we're the real liberal media me bob kincaid mike malloy progressive voices well most of the people on progressive voices wink (laughs) <laughs> I can tell you some stories. But they're, that's the liberal media. And this is why we struggle and say, become a patron. Without the support of the listeners, we're dead. This country's dead. For real. I, I'm not kidding. There's no hope. So I know that you guys recognize what, I mean, really, just how important what we do is. There is no country without a liberal media. There's no democracy. There's no social justice. There's no equal justice under the law. There's no living wages. There's no retirement. All of this. That's why the press was enshrined in the Constitution. And we are up against the wall. I don't call myself the press, but what we are, are, we're the, we're the, um, sound, we're the, uh, alarm, we're the alarm system. We are the, um, you know, we educate people. That's what I, I feel like I do with this show. I'm trying for as much as I can, to the best of my ability, to spread the the good news about progressivism and it motivate people to understand. I, I'm trying to shift the paradigm here that we're, uh, we, we can't have, um, as Justice Lewis Brandeis said, you could make it, you have to make a choice. You will, you will have concentrated wealth in the hands of a few, or you can have democracy, but you can't have both. So I'm here to really, in a lot of ways, I feel, counter the corporate media. I can't even believe what I have to watch. I can't believe what I'm watching half of the time. I don't have enough time in my life to tweet my disdain at Chuck Todd for everything that comes out of his mouth. That's why I don't understand how Twitter supposedly 
as the so-called president can tweet 125 times in a day? This is beyond belief. He's a fucking con man, that's why. And the corporate media plays along with the effing game. No singing yet, Darth. <laughs> I didn't I I broke out in song the other day and now everybody wants me to sing. That can't ha- that's like a once in a lifetime. What the hell? I hope I thought the cat shut the shut the computer down by accident. No slow rap yet. No, 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 no. Wait. All right, honey. I just fed you. What are you saying? Jesus Christ. Stop already with the... The removing the microphone? Already? You're antsy and want food? This goes on all day. Constant harassment. Right? No, no. I was gonna... No, no, no. No, I can't. There's nothing to uh, rap about except I was. That was just a tease. I made a video of that rap. It will be up. I'll put it up after the show. I didn't get a chance to upload it. I cut a little video. I cut that piece out. Everybody seemed to like the rap. I liked the rap. That was fun, and it kind of it su- succinctly illustrated how ridiculous. We're, the time in American history this that we are living is. I don't know if that's a proper sentence, but you get the point. The, um, the reality TV show, the from a representative democracy to a reality TV show, that's where we are. It doesn't matter what you stand for anymore. That's why this is a fucking shit show. And we need to be here. This is, we need to do what we're doing. Having this conversation. And when we talk together, then you talk to your friends and it all, and it goes out and, and we spread the good news about progressivism. We also spread the, sound the alarm for Christ's sakes. Oh my God, wait a minute. Thank you, Jim, of course, and Shannon, right out of the gate. This is weird, though. What's going on here? Let me refresh the screen. Uh Uh-oh. It's telling me live streaming isn't activated. Don't tell me it's broken. Beep-ba-boop-ba-boop-ba. Something is wrong. Is it still going out? If somebody can... um, Please say yes. The stream is still working. Something is wrong with my account. Give me two seconds. It seems okay. Okay. Something's wrong. I need to do something weird. I see what I did. Okay. So if you're... nothing, It shouldn't affect the show. In the meantime, while I'm doing this, remember to... Please give the show a good review on iTunes. Tell your friends about the show. 
share our clips with your friends. Remember to subscribe to the show and also hit the notification so you will be informed when we upload new stuff. What the? Come on, don't tell me. Hi, I'm Nikki. Is this not... Don't even tell me. Something's wrong. I'm not seeing a stream. That's why I'm bugging out. I'm asking you guys, is the stream going out on YouTube? I know there's a delay. I might have to fucking restart. It is, it is. Okay, I don't see it, so I'm just going to go it, play it by... It's not. So somebody's saying no. No, it's not. Yes, it is. All right, Junior, get down. I need my... I need everything. <sighs> what the fuck? What's happening? It should say, yeah, it says live now. Okay. Good. Everything in life is a negotiation. When you cross the street is a negotiation. All right. We're live. All right. Good. Everything Fine. in life is a negotiation. When you cross the street is a negotiation. I'm hearing a, an ad in my ear. All right. Good. Sorry. About that, a little uh, bump in the road. I was getting, you know what it was, not that you really, whatever. I have another YouTube account, so that's the alarm. I was getting a notification from that account saying there was something wrong with the stream, so it, it was completely, something was wrong with that stream. I'm not streaming on that stream, so I'm just streaming here. All right. Anyway, let's get into this. I will, you, what really irritated the hell out of me, there's a couple of things. Um, effing Joe Scarborough. First of all, watching corporate media all day. Um, millionaires who are paid by billionaires telling the working poor that they're... Uh, their problems are, I don't know, incidental? I don't really know. It's the disconnect. All right, Dara, God damn it. Sometimes I just need my space, Junior. So the disconnect between reality and what I'm watching, they, they break into the, the how many people? Okay, so the jobs report came out. And another 2 million are unemployed in this country. We are on the verge of another Great Depression because of... It's because of the broken-ass billionaire-owned government. This is a choice. It's not happening in any other country. You don't hear this on other media. They don't talk about it. They just say, isn't it, uh, they cry crocodile tears. 
about the unemployed and they go on with their bullshit. I want to play a couple of things that really annoyed the F out of me all day. First of all, Chuck Todd, what is he? Who is he? Why is he? This is a person that needs such a prolific platform? He's just a white, rich, entitled, the epitome of white privilege. It must be nice, I guess. I, I, I guess it is, in the ivory tower. But there is nothing more inane than Chuck Todd. Honestly. Useless. The useless commentary that came out of his mouth. The constant... Uh, I don't know. It's this playfulness that he has. As if you should be effing playful when you're reporting about the millions of people that are out of work in the middle of now of a pandemic and on the verge of a Great Depression. That is a choice of Republican government, conservative government, and the effing feckless goddamn Democratic Party. The other thing that made me want to get the hell out of here today was, I don't know if you heard, but Amy Klobuchar is being vetted by Joe Biden for a VP slot. F you. DNC. You do that, DNC? It's, you are replaying the 2016 playbook, and they lost. How many times? How, how, many, how much longer do we have to endure this? How much longer are we going to take it? I ask that question all the time. This, these white, rich, billionaire-funded millionaires who give, they don't give a wit about the fact that the United States is the least upwardly mobile, that one-third of the American people can't retire. And this is why I want to play this fucking story I saw on MSNBC today. Because I wanted to have a, I almost had an aneurysm. Here's Chuck Todd. With the holiday weekend approaching, many national parks and beaches are set to reopen, but with some limited capacity. That includes campgrounds, which are expecting unprecedented demand. A new survey by the nation's largest campground network suggests a new level of interest in camping and RVs as a result of the pandemic. We'll join us now from, from Pettysburg, Ohio. As part of his road to recovery RV trip is our own Cal Perry. And, and you know, Cal, I've joked for years um, that my retirement plans include an RV and pretty much every, in, in the fall of college football season for the rest of my life when I Oh my God. You got retirement plans? What the fuck is that? Oh, how how wonderful for you, Chuck Todd. Never once have I heard a story come out of Chuck Todd that one-third of the American people cannot retire. That is the failure of leadership. Can you imagine... That's not a successful government. That's not a successful society. But that's the choice that they have made for us, and we have accepted it. 
One in three Americans have less than $5,000 saved for retirement. Good luck. Good luck, homie. We're effing doomed. This is from CNBC. The vast majority of Americans, 78% that say they're extremely or somewhat concerned. That's 80 fucking percent concerned about not having enough money for retirement. Thank you, 401ks. Thank you, Republicans. Thanks to our guaranteed pensions programs that we used to think were the American birthright turning into... Uh, a fucking another casino for billionaires to suck on us like parasites sucking a host. And for good reason, the article goes on. A shocking 21% of Americans have nothing saved at all for the future. And another 10% have less than 5000 tucked away. How does this happen? When we are reaping record profits, where... Worker productivity is through the roof. And Americans are working more than ever. We have such low unemployment. That's all we kept hearing. We keep hearing how great the economy is. One third have only a few thousand dollars or less put away for their golden years. Of course, some people are more prepared. A quarter have $200,000 stashed away. Good luck with that. Good luck. Unless you move to fucking Guatemala. Or I don't know. Where, where are you going to live for the rest of your life? So when you're 70-whatever for $200,000. Good luck, sucker. Don't worry. Chucky e. Todd's got... He's going to be in an RV. He has a dream. All these straight white men having a dream. You fulfilled their American dream. Every day that you woke up, went to work for nothing, thankless. This thankless fucking system. And you... We're taught to demand nothing. You didn't think that, uh, that you could, right? Because they had you bamboozled. If you weren't getting ahead, that was your fault. It's not the fault of the system. You see, this is America. You just need some more bootstraps. Three jobs, two jobs. How many jobs can you have? You, you. I mean, maybe I guess you will sleep when you're dead. Oh, and and this article says some people are more prepared. A quarter have two hundred thousand dollars. That's great. That's not a retirement. Sixteen percent have seventy-five thousand. Which good luck, good fucking luck. That's supposed to last you the rest of your life. Well, maybe you'll get lucky and die. That's the new American dream. Unbelievable. American, uh, let's see. Uh, overall, Northwestern Mutual found that Americans with retirement savings have an average of $84,000. 
which is far from enough. Experts typically recommend around a million to retire. Meanwhile, a new survey from Bankrate finds that 13% of Americans are saving less for retirement than they were last year. The most popular response participants gave for why they couldn't put more money away was no income. Or a drop in income. How are you going to put something away when you're living check to check? 80% of the American people live check to check. And this fucker in the middle of a pandemic is talking about his fucking retirement plans. His plans. And an RV park. You son of a bitch. You out of touch monsters. You filthy bastards who are falling, who are not doing your jobs. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They are doing their jobs. Their jobs are to keep the American people stupid, to keep us fighting amongst each other for the scraps. They don't want you to have a, uh, a clue. If they give you a clue, that's a problem. They're... They want you to think that if you're behind, that's you. it's not the system that's failed you. It's you. You failed you. Maybe you didn't take a fourth uniquely American low-paying job with no benefits and no retirement security. Maybe you could, you know, because you're a capitalist, right? You're a capitalist driving your Uber, and doing your door dash. That's capitalism, right? America is synonymous. They think that we, a lot of dum-dums here think that democracy is synonymous with capitalism. I'm sorry, you've been bamboozled and you're not a capitalist. If you trade your time in your life for a paycheck, you're a worker, you're a laborer, you're not a capitalist. The capitalists are laughing at you. They're the ones back slapping and glad handing down at Mala, Mala, uh, Mara fucking Morgalago, Bedbug uh, Akimbo, the spy hole, the bribe hole. They're laughing at you. And honestly, you better wake up. I'm not talking to you guys. You guys know. I'm talking to somebody who might be passing through. They're like, what's this fucking crazy bitch railing about? Or maybe they say, who's this amazing person? I don't know. Depends on your perspective. But you better wake up. This is the kind of show. If we had a functioning country, guess what? Chuck Todd would be sitting here in his fucking living room with cats behind him saying, please become a patron while I'd be on a giant platform talking about the American goddamn dream that leaves no one behind. And that's how we do it. If we had a functioning country that worked that way. We would be talking about how do we make this country work for all? How do we keep it working for all? 
Now that we have a nation that leaves no one behind, that everyone in, nobody out, is the American value. Not this fucking bullshit in the middle of a pandemic with the goddamn millionaires cry crocodile tears about the unemployed while doing nothing. They're not doing their jobs all goddamn day on the corporate media. They went off about Twitter, all the various moods. It was the, it's a mood ring for Twitter, basically. He's up, he's down, he's lying, he's this, he's blah, 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 blah. What's he saying now? What's he doing? What's he tweeting? How's he feeling? What's he doing? What corruption? They don't fucking do their jobs. They suck. And that's the point. And they get lots of money to do that. The corporations pay them lots of money to keep the American people twisted and uh, looking at It's like you're looking in a funhouse mirror of where you're, you know, you, you, at a certain point, you're looking in the back of your own goddamn head. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess um, America uh, is the greatest? I guess we're exceptional? That's the thing. This morning on Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, because just like Chucky Todd, who is a useless person who should be sitting in his living room on a goddamn Ecamm podcast saying, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Are we streaming? Please become a patron. Don't forget to like and share. That's what he should be fucking doing. Not me. Not this program. Not a show that is vital for a functioning democratic society. No, no. But that's how twisted it is. Jesus Christ. And uh, so Joe Scarborough, I had to start the day listening to him go on about American exceptionalism. This whole effing fantasy that, and it's not, it's, uh, isn't it wonderful? Wait, well, we'll play this, but let's finish this little fucking story here. This, this job, job um, looks, looks like, like some, some people are getting the RV early. early. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking exactly what you're thinking. 16% of people in this new survey by KOA said that camping is actually their preferred leisure activity. RV share, which is like the Airbnb of RVs, 100,000 of them, said 650% increase. And the reservations owner, Ian Jake Bakke, he actually owns and operates this campsite, Stony Ridge Campsite in Northern Ohio. Jake, walk me through just some of the tweets you made around the campsite because of COVID. Look at this shit. This is what they're talking about. In the middle of a pandemic, when Americans are on food bank lines, and we have a con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, they're talking about visiting Graceland and 
uh, Chucky Todd's dreams of a retirement in an RV park. Can you believe this? The rock, rock and roll will feel face, excuse me, enhanced screenings. Joining me now is NBC News reporter Dasha Burns. So Dasha, Shaquille Brewster and I went to Graceland in 2016. We had a very enjoyable time. What? Well, aren't you fucking lucky? Well, goody gracious to you. Whoopie goddamn who of the, ah, uh, wow. Great. You had a great time. I don't, I am not surprised, Katie Tur. I have a feeling you all have a great time wherever the fuck you go. Because it's your world. We all just live in it. I, I'm in shock. Can you believe this? Really? I don't know. Am I the only one that was watching this today having a uh, having a conniption? I don't want to say heart attack. Who knows? I don't want to jinx myself. What the? I was like, what the fuck? Where do I live? And why? Why am I here? I, I got to get out of here. Let me out. Get Let me live. Get me the L out. L out of here. Somebody. My my relatives in Ireland, please. If you're a nice, rich, Irish lesbian, hit me up. Let's talk. I gotta get out of here. I'm... Uh, what? I'm speechless. Really. I can't believe what we have to endure here. It's insult to injury. This is their media, the liberal media, the corporate media. Uh-uh. There is no liberal media. This is the liberal media. I'm not just saying that. For God's sakes. And I know you know it's true. And this is why. This is bread and circus. Let them eat cake. Let them feast their eyes on this shit. You can't get the people too uppity now. A little too much uh, uh, uppityness. Not good for business. Not good to sell ads. Uh, and as uh, Les Moonves says, Twitter may not be good for America, but he's sure good for CBS. So, let's just keep talking about Twitter. Win or lose, they win. Heads, they win. Tails, we lose. And that's what's happening now in this goddamn effing fake-ass democracy that is not functioning, thanks in part to the corporate media that Bill Clinton gave us. Okay? Let's... Give credit where credit's due. The corporate wing of the Democratic Party gave us what we're looking at. This system that in the middle of a pandemic is not, it's not working because that is by design. This didn't happen overnight. And now the billionaires are swooping down to pretend that they're so benevolent when they're the ones who um, gave us this crisis. 
not the not just the corporate i mean not just i'm not talking about the pandemic in the middle of a pandemic if this does not show you how fucked up this country is what has to be done and how useless the corporate media is and the, the, what we know what has to be done and what is the corporate media doing nothing they're not they're talking about a f- his, Chuck Todd is talking about his retirement while one third of the American people can't retire. And on his cushy ass goddamn media mouthpiece network that has millions of dumb dums watching it. And I'm, I don't count myself as the dumb dumb in there because I'm watching it with my eyes wide open as you should be, and outraged. But it's not going to change. They won't change it because it's a recipe that works for them. Until we change it. How much longer are we going to take it? They will not change. The system, they have failed us. The corporate media have failed. And they are a symptom, just like Trump is a symptom of this broken-ass system. But we didn't get here overnight. There is a reason why we went from the great prosperity to the second great Republican depression in a hundred years. Thanks to the corporate media. And goddamn bastards on both parties kicking down on us fucking us over one regulation one deregulation one deregulated campaign finance law one i don't know uh pardon one whatever uh, 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 this is uh th- here we are slowly like the fucking frog being boiled alive and are you serious come on i know chuck todd why think about why 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 do they give this person multiple media outlet platforms why does any is there really a clamoring for chuck todd People are like, oh, get Chuck Todd in here. It's the same thing with Willie Geist. Get him in here. We need his scintillating what? His wit? His commentary? His uh, astute political sense? His biting and uh, I have no idea. His uh, tough questions? Getting to the bottom of things. I mean, there are certain people in this world that you understand. Okay, that person's in their position. I get it. Like for for how like Howard Stern. I get it. He's interesting. He's got talent. He 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 has very interesting interviews with people. He gets people to admit things they would never admit other places. What does Chuck Todd do? 
What has he ever contributed to this country? He's a he's he's a he's a goddamn traitor, in my opinion. He is one of the good Germans. You want to talk about the class war? In the class war against the American people that has been waging for as long as I've been alive, Chuck Todd is like the Vichy French. He's a collaborator against, I don't know where he came from, like goddamn uh, Donny Deutsch, this, another one who was on today. He, he, they, I, I, I guess he wasn't on for a while because he was a Bernie basher, and for a hot minute they took him off the air, and I guess uh, now he's back bemoaning and crying about poor Michael Cohen in jail. Straight, white, rich men all have to go to prison for their crimes. Oh, boy. Oh, the humanity when when a white guy has to, a rich white guy has to go to jail. I can't believe it. Really, pinch me. But... Is anybody um, really asking for him, too? They're saying, hey, get Donny Deutsch. He is, uh, he knows, he's got his fingers on the pulse. No, these are people that are together. They, they, have, a, they have an amplified platform. So they can tell the people to, you know, that it's their fault. You can't retire. Look, hey, I'm Chuck Todd. I can retire. I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to my retirement. You can't retire. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Isn't that? I don't know. Um, in other news, we have somebody at Graceland. They have absolutely no shame either. And they have, they really don't get that, how important what they're doing is. I mean, they are, but honestly, when, in the future, when anthropologists dig through the rubble of this civilization, like the uh, archaeologists dig through the rubble of Pompeii, that'll happen here. One day, 10,000 years, this will all be under the, the dust and they'll be going through uh, the the archives saying what went wrong. And they're going to look at Chuck Todd and MSNBC and they're going to say, oh, well, right here. They had uh, a, even though it was enshrined in their founding documents, clearly it was corrupted by money and the sycophants who just give a shit about themselves and not the bigger ideal of what it means to be an American about their, the, uh, about patriotism, about the duty we have to each other, about the role that a corporate media mouthpiece has in this society. That if you have a giant media platform, I, um, and, I mean, your role 
the corporate media was, well, you know, not the corporate media, but the media's role should ideally be to inform the populace, to inform the electorate, not just to turn everything into a goddamn reality TV show. And everything is in a goddamn reality TV show. The goddamn Washington Post article we read with Kevin Powell's Washington Post, the one with that I sang the song to, because it's ridiculous to this shit. What what is the point? You go now you're in Graceland? Do you understand that you just did a story? Well, it's a side note, too, though. The way that they do, they'll do the news at the top of the hour, and it'll be like, oh, well, the, the uh, numbers came out. Oh, we, every week we get these numbers, and we hate to get them. It's horrible. Uh, now two million more people, and what, what's that now? Forty million unemployed? Oh, well, um... Ha ha ha, I want to retire. When I retire, I'm going to retire on an RV and watch baseball. Well, how about you stop being a fucking selfish prick and do, do something for your fellows instead of sitting at the goddamn top of the heap looking down on the peon saying, uh, what? You're not even helping. You're not helping in any way. Why? Why is there a Chuck Todd on numerous shows? Sunday show, Meet the Press, all goddamn day. Now they paired him up with this bitch, Katie Tor. And for what? Because, you know, he he fucking pout he stout, he not pouts he he pushes the uh, corporate line. He's a lick spittle. That's his role. He's the Vichy French in the class war. He's a collaborator against the American people. Well, I'm sure he doesn't feel that way. He probably doesn't know. He thinks he's he loves America. Of course he loves it. It's been good to him. He gets he has low taxes. He doesn't have to give a shit. He's got great health care. He's sitting in the ivory tower. He's fine. He's got his. Oh well, fuck off. I'm going to retire in my RV. What's going on in Graceland? You son of a bitch. People online at food banks for miles, the only country. You think that that would ever escape the lips of Chuck Todd? That this is the only country that has mi- has food bank lines. I was going to say miles long food bank line. That's that's incidental. It doesn't matter. Miles long or not. We're the only country that has food bank lines in the pandemic because every other country is getting paid. The, the workers are being paid. I read that story the other day F- from the English perspective. They're saying, oh, no, no, it's too soon. We don't want to break the quarantine. It's too soon. It's too dangerous out there. 
why? Why wouldn't they want to be get back to work? You know, screaming and yelling, crying and and weeping and banging on the doors and screaming without social distancing and and having a goddamn tirade, tantr- temper tantrum, triggered by your goddamn less votes getting con man. Well, the English people have less to. They have more to lose by going out than staying home. They're getting paid to stay home. They're not losing their businesses. There aren't small businesses, large businesses closing. It's not happening there. It's only happening here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, where we have a corporate media, where where, well, six giant transnational corporations own the media and they pay millionaires to tell well the billionaires pay the millionaires to tell you what what you can expect from society which is nothing the american dream is it belongs to the ivory tower you are nothing but a pawn to be exploited and ridden to the bank and you could do them all a favor and drop dead before you become a burden. And that's, uh, they've said it out loud. These Republicans, they've said it. This is going to be good. The coronavirus is going to be good. It'll help our struggling social safety net, which are, we have the worst social safety net in all of the industrialized uh, Western societies. Ours is the most pathetic and um, honestly, it's don't we have any dignity? It makes me so irritated to see how the American people are so easily played. Aren't you tired of being played like a sucker? How much longer are we going to take it? This is, this is not acceptable. They have fucked us over. For, f- for 50 years now, going on 50 years, they deliberately cut the legs out from under the working class by attacking unions, and that was the Democrats too. Sending our jobs overseas, they fucked up this economy, they deregulated this economy, and we have a, and they deregulated the media, so we no longer have a media that can tell excuse me, tell the majority of the people that uh, what's really going on. uh, It's all from the rich white man corporate perspective. And your job is to, to, to not complain, to take your trickles and to die. You fucking fuckers. How much longer are we going to take it? I keep, I've been asking that question. I don't even know. I, I probably came out of the womb asking that question. How much longer will we wake up? Will we stop fighting amongst each other and understand who our enemies really are? And trust it. Trust me. They're an enemy. This has been the same enemy. It's the same enemy that the founders rebelled against, whether you like to see it or not. It, it doesn't, it's not a monarchy. It's the same 
elites, the intergenerational aristocracy, the uh, those at the top, the big money interests, whatever they've been called throughout history, we have always had to contend with them. And they have been winning. They've won for thousands of years. And we had a blip in time in the United States. We had a couple of years, 40 years, where we built a middle class. A middle class is not a given. It's not, it doesn't come because billionaires feel like trickling it. It develops because of policy, because we planned it that way, as FDR said. Yes, we are on our way back, not by mere turn of the market or cycle, because we planned it that way. By cultivating policies from the ground up, policies that cultivated economic security for working people. Union, pro-union policies, living wages, decent um, working environments, all of these things that we, not, not them, not the elites, that we, our relatives, our ancestors, fought, bled, and died to entrust to us a weekend, eight-hour workday, overtime pay, unemployment insurance, Things that they, uh, that, you know, people used to work every single day. And in fact, in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory that became the, the famous Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, where women jumped to their deaths because their filthy, disgusting bosses lock them in, lest they steal a scrap of cloth, the fuckers. In the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, there was a sign, don't come in on Sunday, don't come in on Monday. Meaning, if you don't come in on Sunday, don't come in on Monday. Not, not that, uh, you know, because people wanted a fucking day off. They wanted to go to church. But that doesn't matter. You're nothing. You're a thing to them. You're a no thing. And if... And now, I mean, if they can, if they could then just make it a machine, now uh, you see. That's what's happening, too. Automation. This is uh, why they want us at each other's throats. That's why racism is continuously cultivated in this country. They will don't want a conversation about race. And all we get is bullshit bullshit kind of outward, you know, change we can believe in. The elites telling us, like, for instance, I don't know if you saw, um, let me just get rid of this bitch off my screen. Um, uh, what's her face? Mika Brzezinski has, she's trying to get Twitter off of Tweet of Tweeter. <laughs> Tweeter. I'm going to make a, my own co- competitor called Tweeter. Oh. Off Twitter. She wants um, Twitter off Twitter. Okay. It's so ridiculous, frankly. And of course, people are 
laughing at her as a as a Karen, the proverbial Karen who needs to see the manager. And and that's who she is, really. But that's the extent of the resistance. When they say resist Trump, st- what are we resisting? I need to see the manager. Let's get him off Twitter. Or are we resisting that one-third of the American people can't retire? I don't know. I had my ideas about what we should be resisting. But why doesn't Mika Brzezinski get all indignant about that? That people can't retire. One-third. That's a lot. That's not one half, but it's a, it's near, it's one effing third. If you have a whole, cut it in thirds. A whole piece of pie, one third of that fucking pie. And now we have a system that the middle class is below 50% of the population. This just happened recently. And I bring it up because I don't ever, ever hear it anywhere else. I never hear this on the corporate media, that the middle class is below 50% of the population. I barely hear it on, on liberal media. That's not a functioning, that's not how you have a functioning democratic republic. That's why we have bullshit stories about Stacey Abrams, the supermodel, and um, how she's owning the, the stage, she's going left. She's going right. She's pivoting. And the camera flash is exploding. Yeah, and who fucking cares? What does she stand for? Does anybody goddamn know? Does anybody know what she stands for? Uh-oh. Flashes explode. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Nobody knows what the fuck she stands for. I don't know. She stands for becoming the vice president. But, yeah. Why doesn't she stand for ensuring that 100% of the American people can retire? 100%. That's the the American dream. You work, you get a living wage, and you can retire... Insecurity, not insecurity, in space security. That's life. What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of an economy? I'm telling you right now, the meaning of this economy, which they are intertwining, they're trying to make it like where the, the, um, the, um, the meaning of life is to make the rich richer. They don't want to. They don't want to. To um, you know, really get clue you into that, but that's the meaning of life. The meaning of the economy is for you to shut your filthy, pleb mouth and drive your Uber, work your fucking job for whatever pittance you get, and don't ex- don't pester your betters. Don't pester the government. You know, that's a, you're a taker then. You're somebody, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's America, after all. And you notice how this is what they do on 
um, on the corporate media. They'll fight. They'll have every now and then they'll have a liberal on very rarely a real liberal like Lena Turner. And they'll say they'll argue and they'll say their um, argument is, oh, this is America. That's their as if, you know, that's how they shut them down. Oh, when you point out how the working class is now the working poor. Oh, this is America. You can't tax people at a high marginal rate because this is America. Well, there's a lot of American experiences. And it's not just the straight, white, rich male that gets to, that should get to define it. I know that's what's, it's being defined by that. So, like, for example, this F and Joe Scarborough, let's see, he did a rant this morning. I meant to capture it, but it, it bugged out. I did capture it, but then the show started, and it didn't work. So I have to play it off of the YouTube and let's see, I just got a text from somebody. Chris, if you're watching, go into the chat room on YouTube. Okay. Um, and join Shannon and the rest of the community that you might, you might want to make friends with. Yes. Let me see, actually. I haven't checked in with you guys in a bit. Because I've been pissed off ranting. It's not a rant. It's not ranting when it's real, when it's true. Is it ranting? If I missed any super chats, please forgive me. Hmm. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, that's, uh, what was I going to say? Mika, right? She went full Karen demanding to see the manager and it's it reminded me of everything else like nancy pelosi's her clap and her ripping up the uh twitler's speech Oof, what what whatever and giving twitler everything yeah good ripping the speech but how about you stop his policies? How about you give the working people something? How about Medicare for all, motherfucker? For Christ's sakes. How about instead of funding COBRA, you son of a bitch, open up the market for Medicare for all. Get the goddamn camel's nose under the tent. Fight for something. That matters. Not just more money to the top. More trickles. For shit show. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, she ripped up a speech. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the food bank line. And here's Nancy with her two $25,000 refrigerators and her... Her freezer full of ice cream that costs $13 a goddamn pint. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? And Chuck Todd will be in an RV and we're going to Graceland. Motherless mothers. All right, let me see. I might have to, I have to play this off of the screen and there's always a problem when I do that. Here's the th fucking thing. A lot of people. By doing testing, you find... So yeah. that is good news. The progress continues. So I guess public health. I didn't have the goddamn fucking. I'm sorry. I didn't have the mic up. But Mika is so annoying. She's um, throughout. She's like mm-hmm, agreeing with him. They accept the, the leadership, leadership in, in this, this crisis, crisis and, and, and the president's analysis by the day. I believe in American exceptionalism, and I think that if you don't believe in American exceptionalism, you must have your own ideologies or your own personal prejudices that don't allow you to see the facts that are right in front of you, especially when it comes to... Um, hello, Pot? meat kettle if you don't believe in american exceptionalism you don't see the facts that are right in front of you this whole american exceptionalism thing is another fucking ruse that they have scammed us with american exceptionalism what is american exceptionalism if you're white, if you're rich, yeah, I'm sure it's goddamn wonderful. You could pick and choose all the best parts of what it means to be an American. Yeah, low taxes on the rich, riding people to the bank mercilessly. Wonderful. American exceptionalism. Yeah, there used to be uh, the American exception. You know what it was? Is that this is a country created on an idea of happiness, of e pluribus unum. We're in this together, out of many one. It is a country founded not on bloodlines, but on an idea. It's a nation of immigrants. Therefore, you bring a lot of people, a lot of uh, the best people want to come here. Because immigrants, and we've had this conversation before, immigrants are go-getters these are people that pick their shit up and fucking move to a whole other country it takes a lot of initiative to do that so you uh, you get all those a lot of people like that in one place that's uh, good for the country that's why there's a lot of exceptional things about this country that in my opinion is one of them that we are a country based on an idea of happiness and leaving no one behind, in my opinion. Of course, we're fucking way off the tracks. But Joe Scarborough's, his whole perspective on American exceptionalism is a way for him to excuse his complete and other goddamn selfishness. If you think this is an exceptional nation, then there is absolutely no excuse for you to leave people behind. If it's so exceptional, why? 
why is it that f over bet between 500,000 and a million Americans declare bankruptcy because they get sick every year? This is only 320 million people in this country. You're talking about a lot of bankruptcies, a lot of sickness. That's the nature of life. The nature of life is you get sick and die. Most people are going to get a sickness. Something's going to happen. You will have challenges in your life. That is the nature of health. And this motherfucker who hates Medicare for all, who's fine with the fact that we have 85 million Americans who are underinsured or uninsured. 40, 000, 40 million are uninsured and f around 40 million are underinsured, meaning if it doesn't matter. They, will, they won't go to the doctor because they can't afford it. And this mother effer, this scumbag can sit there talking about American exceptional, and, and I'm sure he's getting a hard-on, thinking he's such a patriot. What's so goddamn patriotic about what? Food lines. Are all those people in the food lines fucking dum-dums? They're not exceptional? What's so exceptional about record corporate profits that have... The American people who can't goddamn retire. What's exceptional? It would be exceptional if we had regulation that forced these greedy fuckers that, are, that need to really get their own episode of American greed. That's what it, they need. It's, uh, that's why you have regulation. So, if... You're deterred from robbing people. But if you do, there's recourse. But, I mean, this whole American exceptionalism. Give me an effing break, you son of a bitch. You have the fucking privilege to have that perspective. It must be great. Come back. Go to the food bank lines. Or talk to the old lady cutting her medicine in half or the diabetic child who has to fight whose parents have to fight with a fucking insurance company so their kid can live or the girl that the woman who now i mean she was a young girl now she's grown who got diabetes when she was 12 or whatever and wrote that article for the new york times that i am alive in spite of the insurance companies, not because of them. Everything is a scam for these motherfuckers. How about, let's talk about exceptionalism, perusing the GoFundMe pages. All of the GoFundMes begging for health care. Their baby got sick. Their baby has um, some incurable disease. Disgusting that they have to go on there and beg. Stand by the side of the proverbial superhighway with a sign. Just like anybody. Anybody that Joe Scarborough looks down on. Standing by the side of the road with a sign saying, help me.
exceptional? If it's exceptional, then Joe fucking Scarborough would see that no, no exceptional country makes billionaires while one third of the American people can't retire. While this over 70% of Americans live check to check. The majority of Americans can't handle a $400 emergency. And this fucking out-of-touch millionaire who thinks he did it himself, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Another Vichy French goddamn collaborator in the, col- in the, in the class war against the working class. That's who he is. He's a goddamn collaborator. It's like uh, Donnie Deutsch, I remember. Where? Maybe I could find that. Donnie Deutsch was on Bill Maher. Oh, yeah. God in heaven, help us. And he was, you know, he was railing against Bernie, as he does, because you can't... I don't understand these fuckers. This is how disgusting they are. Railing against... The American people having a seat at the table, having a shot, not having to stress out when they get sick. I don't understand how, why they're so offended by this. Because people like Donnie Deutsch will always get whatever the fuck they want. But, so Donnie Deutsch was on Bill Maher and he, he made some, uh, he was saying how, my father, my grandfather was a cop. My grandmother was a something, something. N- neglecting. He has to cherry pick. How come they always got to cherry pick the, um, you know, how um, somebody was on the balls of their ass in their family or someone was a worker? No, honey. Donnie Deutsch. He inherited his father's advertising agency when he was 35 years old. That's how he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Not everybody is um, fortunate enough to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and inherit their father's multi-million dollar advertising agency. And he's supposed to be some finger-on-the-pulse genius in uh, marketing. Really? He's a genius in marketing. Bullshit. He's not. He sucks. Real genius in marketing who doesn't understand. He, he can't really, doesn't seem to get why, how repugnant he is. Talking about Denmark. Remember he was saying fucking Denmark? Oh, here it is. I will, let's play this briefly. I'd be seen as a way to help more Americans. I'll tell you one thing, though. You tell 160 million Americans that they can't have their, choose their private insurance, you're going to lose an election. Right. And these people are yeah. smoking crack. You know, forget about not even, not even um, paying, being able to pay for $34 trillion. I, my grandfather was a cop, okay? And my mother was a school teacher, and they worked really hard to put me in a position where I can buy the kind of insurance I want. And if I can't, or the people on this panel, I can't buy for my children, we are going backwards. We're fucking Denmark, okay? But remember, the problem wasn't that you couldn't buy insurance, it's that you could buy insurance and still end up broke. Can you believe that scumbag? 
That's why I do the show, frankly. We need to change the paradigm. I, I hate him too, Steve. I'm looking at the chat. The visceral hate that I have for that disgusting weasel scumbag of a human being. He's not a human. You're talking about health care, you scumbag. My, fa- my grandfather was a cop. My mother was a teacher. How convenient. We're fucking Denmark. I wish we were fucking Denmark. And remember, I read that article. I won't read it again, but there was a, a rich person in Denmark responded to him. Like, you, you dumb, stupid, selfish piece of shit. Well, I'll, maybe I'll read a little bit of it. Because he wrote, I, I, this rich person wrote, I invite you, come and see for yourself a happy and healthy society funded in part by the hefty taxes on millionaires like you and me. This ingrateful Donnie fucking Deutsch, this anti-American plutocrat. I mean, really, he hates America. And I'm here to bring, not just to tell you the good news about progressive policies that built the middle class, but to call out these plutocrats, these anti-American agents of oligarchy, the ghosts of the Gilded Age. That's them. We fought them before, and we're up against them again. He's not a, uh, He's not an American. I mean, he's American by birth. He's not a patriot. Not at all. Anybody who thinks that they got theirs, oh, fucking well, if they think it's okay, they don't want to do their part. Pulling people out of poverty in this country, making this country on par with other countries that in the middle of a pandemic don't have to line up for hours and hours on a food bank line where people can go to the doctor without worrying about going bankrupt and hoping they have coronavirus and not something else because otherwise they're not going to get paid. The the insurance company is going to fuck them over. Oh, what if you just had the regular flu? I guess you're shit out of luck. <sighs> As this man wrote, this millionaire in uh, fucking Denmark, he says, Dear Mr. Deutsch, I noticed with interest your comments regarding health care and, and wealth on Bill Maher's show last week. And of course, Bill Maher, I can't stand him either. He's another one because you heard him in the background. That's right. You tell people they can't have their private insurance? Like, have you spoken to anybody, Donnie, that's not in the ivory tower besides Willie Guys? Because obviously you and Willie are like this. Nobody. No, zero. Zero people. Zero. Like their fucking private health insurance. You might have some mentally ill somebody. They like their doctors. They like going to the doctor when they're sick. They like hospitals, their favorite hospital. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. They like, this, they like their doctors. They like to go to the doctors of their choice. And guess what? Medicare for all is everybody in. 
So you go to the doctor of your choice, the hospital of your choice. There's none of this in-network, out-of-network, copay, um, I don't know, co-insurance, deductibles, fucking bullshit. Oh, I, if you like your doctor, you can keep it. If you like your health care, you can keep it. It's not, the, the Democrats are so stupid. They should have, I guess they, maybe they, Obama couldn't believe that the American people hated themselves so much that they would be pining for their oppressors, pining for a fucking health insurance racket like a battered spouse, pining for an abuser. It's really they're pining for their doctors. Not the, oh, I love Aetna. I can't. The reason if they like Aetna or United Healthcare or whatever the fuck, whatever racket, it's because their doctor, they like their doctor. They, and how many times? I mean, I've worked for private companies and they change your insurance all the time. It's not like they're like, oh, I need, uh, uh, you know, they like their doctors. We can't. No, you're fucked over. Left, right, and center. So this millionaire wrote to Diney Deutsch, the most, one of the most useless white privileged poster children on the planet. Next to Meghan McCain and Willie Geist and... Uh, Chuck Todd. Oh. I noticed with interest your comments regarding health care and wealth on Bill Maher's show last week, and it's not often that my home country of fucking Denmark gets compared to the United States, let alone so colorfully. You said, my grandfather was a cop, okay? My mother was a school teacher, and they worked really hard to put me, their little baby boy, Danny Dyke, the marketing genius. I'm such a marketing genius that I don't know how to fucking not sound like a douchebag when I'm on the Bill Maher show for whatever reason. Another thing, right? There you go. Here's another example. How useless corporate media is. Bill Maher, he's a liberal? Get a clue. He's not a liberal. He's a fucking corporatist. He hates Trump. They don't like the chaos. They certainly love their uh, tax giveaways. That's for sure. They don't give a shit who can't retire, who has to die without health care needlessly, who is on a food bank line, who's cutting their goddamn pills in half or deciding what to uh, whether they eat or pay rent or get fucking health care. They have no fucking shame, these people. (sighs) You said, my grandfather was a cop, my mother was a school teacher, and they worked really hard to put me in a position where I could buy the kind of insurance I want. If you can't buy, if I can't buy for my children, we're going backwards. We're fucking Denver. Well, fuck you. I wish they would go backwards and get the fuck out of here. Go back to wherever you came from then. You going backwards? You don't like it? Everywhere else has universal health care. So, well, I guess you're shit out of luck. We're shit out of luck. We got to deal with these assholes. And think about how they will age in the light of history. They're not going to age well. 
And I'm calling them out right here. These fuckers. The Vichy goddamn collaborate, collaborators in the class war. That's who they are. These are the collaborators. That's why I should make, uh, make something on the website on RGT Daily about the collaborators. Maybe we could put a wall of class war the, in the class war. Because that's what I used to say. Actually, the Republican Dirty Tricks page used to say join before we all said resist. For years, I would, my website said join the resistance against the class war. So we're in the resistance. This is the class war and we're the resistance. And I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I told you I'm ahead of my time there in that sense. That's why I could see the future. Sometimes I'm not Miss Cleo, but you don't have to, you know, be a psychic. You just have to look at the policies, you know, what choices you're taking. And it don't look good. I'll tell you that. It's very concerning. (sighs) All right. That's why we got to fight. Like there's like our lives depend upon it because they do. And unfortunately, that's why I'm very disappointed in Bernie. He is too, he, he, he needed to fight like a rabid dog on a chicken wing. Not like my friend Joe, not like a little dog rolling on his back and getting his belly scratched. Okay. Okay. Let's set aside your choice to highlight the modest careers of your grandfather and your mother while neglecting to mention your father's success as the founder of a large advertising agency. I'm sure it wasn't your intention to misrepresent the privilege into which you were born. Of course it was. They all have to have their origin stories, even though they're full of shit. In in the legends in their own mind... They're the working class heroes because they understand what, how, what frauds they are. That they're full of shit. That they have, if this system was, if all things were equal, if the system really did um, honor uh, merit, if this were a meritocracy, then they, they wouldn't be in their positions. They're only in their positions because they suck. Because they are the collaborators in the class war. They were, bought, they were born on third base thinking they hit a triple. And they need to weave a, an origin story. Otherwise, it's hard for them to look in the mirror. They're not evolved enough. It's, it's like Twitler's origin story. He's full of shit, too. He says, oh, I got a small million dollar loan from my father and he's that's a lie he got 200 i mean he had when he was four years old he started getting his trust fund two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a month or something and he he had 250 i think it was 250 million dollars in his trust fund that he bankrupted six times and his father had to bail him out 
numerous times, all of these times. And the last thing when his father was on his deathbed, Twitler, because he sucks at business, was not concerned about saying goodbye to his daddy. He wanted to ensure that the grift could continue. So he tried to get his father to sign over power of attorney to him. And his father didn't do it because he said, this doesn't look right. This doesn't smell right. That's what he said, according to this article I read. So, but that's probably what everybody says when, when Twitler answers, (laughs) when Twitler enters the room, you're like, something doesn't smell right. What's that stench? It's arrogance, ignorance, and, uh, and greed. It doesn't smell right. And tanning. And uh, tanning lotion. Smells like shit in here. So, okay. I was, uh, let's see. I, I'm not sure it was your intention to misrepresent your privilege into which you were born. And good for you for appreciating how your takeover of your father's business at age 32. Well, I thought it was 35, so he... Um, 20 years after he founded it, did indeed put you in a position to buy the best insurance available. It is important, isn't it, to give credit where credit is due. They're all a bunch of frauds, I have to tell you. That's it. They understand what frauds they are. They don't want you to understand it. That's why they're all in collusion and co- uh, uh, with each other. You'll see... On the corporate media mouthpiece networks, you'll have Donnie Deutsch. He'll be on on Bill Maher's show, and then he'll go over. He'll do Morning Joe. He'll do a spot on CNN. It's the same fucking people all the time. They're not bringing anything to the table but collaborating against us while the, the while, while we're on the food bank lines, while we're working. While we're making the world go around. They don't make the world go around. Donnie Deutsch? You kidding me? He doesn't add anything to this world. He doesn't add to the conversation. He adds nothing. He takes. He's the biggest taker I, I, I've, I've ever seen on... Uh, <laughs> They're all in the same league, really. Twitler, I mean, well, Twitler's giant taker. They're all takers. Donnie Deutsch, all the collaborators are takers. The class war collaborators, they're takers. He's a taker. Fucking riding his daddy's business. He's not clever. That goes, uh, I don't know. I don't think that creativity is in your, in, uh, in your, uh, the sperm count of your daddy. Because one lucky sperm hit, hit an egg and then Donnie Deutsch was born. He's just a lazy fucking trust fund brat who had some friends in media who gave him a platform. He's not... You know, I mean, if, as I was saying, if this was a functioning society, Donnie Deutsch would be sitting in his living room doing a podcast talking about, I don't want to be fucking Denmark. Actually, he would probably be, who the fuck knows? He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be creative enough to do a podcast. He would be, 
Who the hell knows? He'd probably be uh, sexually abusing somebody. Or he'd be at a bar. Well, not in the pandemic. He would just be a miserable old white fucking useless troll. Adding nothing to the conversation. Doing nothing of value. Being a white asshole not even having the self-awareness to understand his own privilege doing nothing with it too that's the thing about i why i hate these these uh fake ass white fucking ivory tower corporate mouthpieces the collaborators because they don't do anything with their privilege and their platforms it's not like FDR. FDR was born into the American aristocracy. We shouldn't have an aristocracy, right? But his wealth in today's dollars, his inherited wealth was $25 million. So that goes to show you how far we have fallen. That's how far. $25 million is still rich, but not in the United States of Serfs and Lords. Where you're billionaires. Their billions are off the chart. The gap between rich and poor is the widest it's been ever. And wider, we have a more a larger income disparity than they had in ancient Rome. If that doesn't shock you, appall you, and make you look at the corporate media and say, fuck you, for deceiving the American people, for making them stupid, malleable, and voting against their own interests, then um, I have to say, I guess I'm glad you're here to finally hear the truth. I'm not kidding. Look it up. It's disgusting. And that's not democracy. So, yeah. As this rich person says to Donnie Deutsch, unfortunately, not everyone is born into such privilege. Forgive me if I misunderstood, but I interpreted your comments to suggest that you believe the unfortunate souls who were not put as you were in a position are not entitled to quality health care coverage. Oh, that's fine with Donnie Deutsch. He doesn't give a shit that 35,000 Americans die every year without Healthcare, they needlessly die. Think about that. Needlessly. Those who could have had a life died because they couldn't afford care. You're talking about, I, I, there's so many stories. I listened to a podcast, and I think it was somebody involved with that 1619 Project, who, who was talking about her uncle who had no had no health coverage had no health insurance but he was feeling sick and he went to the emergency room and they said i don't know they, they kept misdiagnosing oh get a massage he had a problem in his back he had some pains so he, they told him get a massage go to a chiropractor but he had no money you see, so he would do, he did everything, you know, take over the counter, take aspirin, take whatever, turmeric, take uh, vitamins. And 
his pain just got worse. It ended up that he had a he had cancer. It wasn't going to the chiropractor wasn't going to help. And oh, that's what happened. He went to the chiropractor and one day the chiropractor was adjusting him and it went horribly wrong and the he was forced to go to the to um get help then even though he had no money he had to go to get treatment that's why it's your money or your life with this insurance racket there comes a point where it's you're gonna die or you're in so much pain and you you're crawling in for help and you're not thinking about the money and it ended up that he had a cancer i think it was a bone cancer um and it was a very treatable form of cancer if he had received care when he first went to the hospital that had kicked him out because he had no insurance. So there you go. And that's another, you know, young person. He was like in his forties, not an old man, had a life ahead of him, had other human beings who he was important to, had nieces and nephews who loved him and he's dead he's not among us anymore he um left behind a grieving family his grieving niece wrote about him in this article and how many how many of uh families are out there like that needless death needless loss and grief the pain that's why i say this country the entire working class has a form of ptsd we are all suffering from it and we're fighting amongst each other fighting over scraps when we should be turning our anger where it needs to go at the goddamn top at the corporate media, at the Donnie Deutsches. Shame on him. The collaborator. Just like I want the whole paradigm shift of the zeitgeist of this age to be that patriotic Americans don't leave anybody behind. We don't leave people behind in sickness. We don't leave them behind in the battlefield. Everybody understands that. We don't leave them behind in sickness, in ignorance, in homelessness, in without living wages, without retirement security. We don't leave them behind. That's the mark of a functioning society. Just like that, I want to change the zeitgeist or at least help influence it, that a patriot is somebody who, who understands that. Even if you have money, if you think that, you, that, that this, this is an acceptable, I can't talk, society, then um, you're not a patriot. You're a collaborator. You're an anti-American, like a Donnie Deutsch. He's an anti-American. The, he's anti, if you're anti, if the majority of the working class lives check to check, that's the majority of the people, and the majority of the people can't handle a $400 emergency, and you're anti 
the rectification of that fucking outrage. You are against the bold things that we have to do, like progressive taxation and uh, uh, universal health care. You're against them? Then you are anti-American. You're not a patriot. I don't give a shit what you think. I'm here to I'm here to make it right. I'm here to tell you you're wrong. Some people are just wrong. Like I that's why I love Nina Turner on top of everything else. She's for real. And she I saw her in an interview and she was saying, "Yeah, their ideas are wrong. They're wrong." It's none of this meet you in the fucking middle. No, honey. She was like, "No, they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong." That's how you fight. You don't fight saying, oh, um, it's not like when the founders rebelled, they were like, oh, let's have a little monarchy. Let's keep a little bit of the monarchy. No, no, no. You're either um, creating a democratic republic or you're going to stay with the monarchy. You're not going to have a little bit of monarchy. No. You're either in it or you're out of it. You're either for the American dream. I know they have redefined the American dream, but I am re-redefining it. We're taking it back. The American dream is everybody deserves in this country as your birthright, a decent life, a decent middle-class life where you can retire, you can have a vacation, you can go to the doctor if you're sick, you can take care of your loved ones, you can have a day goddamn off, you, you work in an environment that is safe, that values you, and if you, you have money for entertainment, you can go on a vacation, you can buy some new shit now and then, you enjoy life. You could take a goddamn break and have a nice lunch with your friends. Shit like that. You don't have to go off to your third uniquely American low-paying job. And after a lifetime of work, you retire in security. And if you get sick, you're fine. You get taken care of. You're not going to end up homeless. That's the American dream. We're in this together. That's the mark of a functioning society. And it should be... It's like one time I was on the subway in New York City and there were a bunch of all of the chairs. There were homeless people laid out on the chairs, on the subway seats or whatever. And I was standing there and obvious a bunch of tourists came in and they were speaking some uh, I don't know what it was Norwegian or something and honestly I felt embarrassed because they were like looking like what do we do and they looked uncomfortable and I they were clearly tourists in New York City and it felt like to me you wouldn't bring anybody into your house when your granny is laying out on the on the couch like all fucked up it would shit all over the place if that's what it felt like to me you bring somebody into your home you want you show them the best we should be proud of this country 
that we don't have homeless people. Yeah, you should be like in Norway. You have to work very hard to be homeless. And there are, not that there aren't homeless. There are very few homeless because you have. It is really a choice. There are mentally ill people, but they they work very hard ensuring that everyone has a home. Everyone has a decent salary. Everyone has health care. There's a community spirit. They're in it together. There's none of this shit going on here. Jesus Christ. But anyway, as the article writes, as the, the writer, what's his name? Dafir Salachi. Um, let's see. Unfortunately, not everyone is born to such privilege. Forgive me if I, I'm backtracking a little. But I, I, I interpreted your comments to suggest that you believe the unfortunate souls who were not put as you were in a position are not entitled to quality health care coverage. I disagree with that notion. But luckily for you, the way... The United States has chosen to structure its healthcare system guarantees they will not receive it. Problem, problem solved. Now back to fucking Denmark. Given your comments, I can only believe that you have never set a foot in my wonderful country. And perhaps you're misinformed about our healthcare system. So allow me to enlighten you. In fucking Denmark, we spend almost half as much per capita on health care as the United States. Despite our lower levels of spending, our life expectancy is higher, our infant mortality is lower, and our overall health is much better than in the United States. In fucking Denmark, we deliver high-quality universal health care to each and every citizen, unlike the United States which offers a for-profit consumer choice system that leaves millions of your people choosing to be uninsured and hundreds of thousands of others choosing to be both insured and bankrupt. That's the thing about medical bankruptcy, the only, the, the disgusting term medical bankruptcies the majority of bankruptcies in the united states are medical bankruptcies that don't exist anywhere else on earth so that's fucking disgusting think it's like that like the the person's uncle the choosing to be uninsured you don't have the money for the insurance and then you delay care choose it's not a choice then suddenly, with a, in a market system, you have no choice. You're either just going to crawl under a rock and die, or you're going to seek help regardless of the cost. You're going to be like, oh, well, put it on my goddamn credit card. That's how you go bankrupt. That's how you declare these fucking bankruptcies. It's, that's why it's not a market. There is no market. It's not a fair market. Give me a break. These fucking ruse that we're... Oh, my God. I'm sorry I'm cursing a lot. I don't know. Am I sorry? Uh, am I sorry I'm cursing a lot? 
There's a lot of curses. I'm just pissed off. I'm sick of it. I'm a, I am so sick of the Vichy collaborators in the class war. Up our asses. Telling us this sh- shit. And, you know, that Donnie Deutsch has a platform and... He's saying this bullshit, and there's Bill Maher, yeah, echoing it. Yeah, right. And these mother effers, and I'm here saying, please become a patron. Please become a patron. You see what I mean? We're up against it. We're in big, big trouble. And um, if I missed any super chats, I apologize because I mean, I'm not really getting the the live chat feed coming in. But anyway, okay. While okay, here we go. Blip blip blip. You say that your family worked hard to put you in your position. So did mine. I was born in 1961. My family moved to fucking Denmark when I was a child after a series of rejected immigration applications, forced separations, and the turmoil in my birth country pushed my family to our limits. I finished my education here, married a beautiful Danish girl, and had two amazing amazing children and built my fortune as a self-employed entrepreneur. Unlike him, obviously, who's nothing but a trust fund brat. Um, Now I'm a multimillionaire like you. While your good fortune began with your father's success, I credit my good fortune to fucking Denmark. And it's a robust, inclusive social safety system that values equality and opportunity for everyone, unlike the United States. My country has embraced an advanced social tax system that requires people like me to pay substantial and increasingly progressive levels of tax. The people of fucking Denmark use these funds to invest in the people of fucking Denmark. Our tax revenues give everyone health care, education, and a strong social support system, among other things. And by the way, I never worry about buying the kind of care that I want for my children because fucking Denmark gives it to them. Perhaps that is why when one compares our two nations, we find that Danes are much happier than Americans and our social mobility is markedly better than it is in the land of the American dream. And how heartbreaking it is, really, since we used to be the most upwardly mobile, okay? I know. I say it a lot. It has to get into everybody's brains until we have enough. Like the drops in the bucket. How much more are we going to take? How much longer will we accept it? But don't take my word for it or rely on pesky facts that prove it. Instead, come to fucking Denmark and see for yourself a happy and healthy society funded in part by hefty taxes on millionaires like you and me. As we used to have here in the United States, in the great prosperity where the rich paid a high top marginal tax rate of 90%. And 
as well, FDR said, progressive taxation is the only American value or American way. And um, not just Republic, I mean, not just Democrats, Republicans. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt spoke about progressive taxations to how to limit the um, bloated fortunes, he put it, limit the abuse, the power of the big money interests with the bloated fortunes. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Consider this your official invitation to visit me in fucking Denmark. And if you're available to travel to Copenhagen, well, this is last year, from December 8th to 10th, you will also have a chance to meet a group of American millionaires who have a very different view of things than you do. The patriotic millionaires will be joining me to discuss setting up a global network of millionaires who want to include everyone in the bright future ahead. Like me, they are pleased to invest in programs that help everyone, our children, our children's children, even someone else's children. Mr. Deutsch, please join us. I believe you can learn a lot from our discussion. Perhaps you will even find a way to use your immense privilege and national platform to help your country become just a bit more like fucking Denmark. I love that article. I know I've read it before, but it's good to sometimes read it again to remind ourselves what we're up against and those who maybe never heard it. But let's go back to fucking Joe Scarborough. Let's see what he, what his bullshit American exceptionalism. This is another way. Well, it's not another way. It's one of the their myth weaving, how they keep us from being like fucking Denmark. They keep us divided with this fantasy tale of our origin story. Now, we weren't built on racism, genocide, misogyny. We're built on exceptionalism. And if you're not one of these amazing and exceptional stories, then there's something wrong with you. And Joe Scarborough, his entire perspective of, it's, it's like a child. You know, when I was a child and I thought about the United States, I, what did I think about? George Washington, the bicentennial, red, white, and blue, you know, uh, Minutemen, people playing flutes, that's what I thought of. It's a childish perspective. American exceptionalism. Ask somebody, ask the woman who was shot dead in her home while laying in bed. Or, uh, you know, the, the black man who was arrested in his own home for trespassing. Or, um, I mean, the, ask, there's so many stories. Ask, uh... Sandra Bland about American exceptionalism. You have the the privilege. He's the, and this is why corporate media. He gets to go on his corporate media mouthpiece network with his corporate media mouthpiece show. Talking bullshit. It's the perspective of the straight, white, rich man. 
and it's so goddamn uh, self-serving and self-centered. It's everything that sucks about America, the selfishness. Uh, another conservative in the uh, search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. That's what this whole diatribe, I believe in American exceptionalism. Well, you certainly have that privilege, don't you? It's another way to allow him to not give a shit about anybody else. I believe in American exceptionalism. I choose to believe. Which allows, it's, it exonerates him from any responsibility that he has to anybody else but himself. That's why it's fucking bullshit. He believes in American exceptionalism. So, and? What does that mean? It's, you can't fix perfect? I guess so, right? I believe, we're exceptional. Why change? Why, um, so why is it that, um, most people can't save $400, Joe? Is it because they're fucking lazy? Or stupid? Or they're not exceptional enough? Or maybe the system is rigged against them. It's rigged in your favor. So you can... I know he's another one. An, another day he was going on about how we're driven. That's another thing. I, w I wish I had grabbed it when he was going on. We're so driven here. Not like the French or not like... He was talking about the, in, in Europe where they get... In England, you get 30 days vacation. Pat, standard. You know, if you're working at McDonald's to wherever. Not here. Not here in exceptional America. But he was saying, oh, no, we don't like that here because we're driven. But Joe Scarborough, he gets vacation. Right? Like Chuck Todd, he gets to retire. He gets sick leave, health care. Living wages. He gets it. But we're driven, right? We're driven. Yes, we're driven, all right? We're driven like borrowed mules were driven. And here comes the next... It's like, it's like uh, James Carville telling us that there's no establishment. No, no. There was no establishment that was uh, colluding against Bernie. No, no, no. Just like, oh, well, the, if, if, if it's exceptional, then what's your problem? We're exceptional here. So why are you on a food bank line? Why can't you retire? Why, don't, why are you unable to save $400? Why are you not upwardly mobile? Why is the United States the least upwardly mobile? Of Why is the income disparity worse than ancient Rome? When you're so exceptional. What the fuck is so exceptional about that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's exceptional in... Uh, of, in a pretty disgusting way. It's exceptionally unequal. It's exceptionally upwardly immobile. It's exceptionally dis goddamn dystopian where, you th where you're saying that uh, everyone is exceptional here, but yet 
we got uh, the only food lines going on during the pandemic. Maybe we're exceptional morons. Exceptionally stupid and easily distracted by fantasies. And so this article, the corporate media thought that it was so worthy to get out there into the public consciousness that they not only allowed Joe Scarborough to sit there and spew this shit on his collaborator TV show, his corporate collaborator show, and it, was, it appeared as an article in the Washington Post, too. Where is it? I thought I had it up. There's many articles. Where is it? Oh, here it is. I believe in American exceptionalism. That's what makes this crisis so hard to accept. Yeah, you're you're doing fine, Joe. You're not on a food bank line. You're not doing anything. I believe in American exceptionalism. He, and he, he basically read his article on the air. And those who don't think... Wait, wait, wait. And those who don't must be so blinded by their own prejudices that they can't see the facts right in front of them. What the fuck does that mean? Are we st- stupid or misled? I believe in American except and those who don't must be so blind. What's the prejudices? Um, seeing the forest through the trees, math, reality, understanding that we're we're goddamn uh, as far as con- exceptional is concerned, we're on the low end of the totem pole. That we have the measurably worst health care. In the all of in the OECD nations, in our Western partners, that we pay the most and get the least, and we leave millions out, and you're telling us that we must be so blinded. What's my prejudice? I got a prejudice. I guess so. I believe in leaving no one behind. That's the exceptional part of of humanity, and I would hope that America founded on ideals of e pluribus unum would be able to live up to it if it was so exceptional. If it's so exceptional, where's the living wages? If there's such corporate profit, why can't the exceptional country regulate that those who put the labor in that make the profit possible get a piece, a, a decent piece of the profit that their labor makes possible. Um, exceptional countries understand that when people have money in their pockets, the ones who actually spend the money, that that makes an exceptional economy. That's why we had the most upwardly mobile country 40 goddamn years ago. It only took 40 years for them to fuck us so royally. How did they do it? They did it by dividing and conquering. They did it by tickling racist funny bones. 
That's how they did it. Into the um, New Deal. Into the upward mobility. Um, stepped. That Fisher, you know, that filthy, disgusting Ronald Reagan and his exploiting the Fishers of disunity. You know, because they had to start tickling racist funny bones. There's too many people. It's it's chaos. They Too many people want a seat at the table. Blacks want a seat at the table. Women want a seat at the table. Gays want a seat at the table. You see what happens when the working class is has uh, economic security and upward mobility. They say... Hell no, we won't go to your fucking corporate war of aggression in Vietnam. They get into the streets. They participate in elections and democracy. They don't, that's not, you know, that's what happens when you, when you have uh, young people who are able to go to college um, on the, you know, like we, like UCLA used to be free. We would pay for young people to go to college. The Republicans fucked us over. And the Democrats joined along. The goddamn corporate Dems. <sighs> and that's why I said, when I said, what, what am I going to call this show today? It's the corporate media is as useless to democracy as the corporate Democrats. They are absolutely useless. You don't need corporate media. The corporate media is, the, is, uh, is like Tokyo Rose in the class war. It's, the, uh, it's a demoralizing propaganda outlet. Pumping into your ears bullshit and demoralizing tales that get you to give up and vote against your own demise. I mean, vote, vote for your own demise. They get you turned against each other. They get you to start hating black people, caravans, you know, others. If they, oh, look, uh, and then it gets you to think that ripping up a speech is resistance or getting somebody banned off of Twitter. Now, there's some resistance for you. That's the best you can do. I want to see the manager. We need to get this person off of Twitter. Pay no attention to the food bank lines. Or pay no attention to every other country on earth that has no food bank lines. I'm telling you, I've been saying this since the goddamn pandemic started. I have yet to see a story on any of the corporate media about the fact that we're the only country that has lines. Food bank lines. That people lining up at food banks in the middle of a pandemic. It's not happening anywhere but here. Why? Because every other country is paying their people to stay home. Nobody's going bankrupt. Nobody's losing their small businesses. No one's losing their salary. They're not losing their jobs. 
when the economy opens again, everybody goes back to work. Not here. It's so much easier to just keep somebody on a payroll and then when the economy opens up, you just go back to work. Then it would be to start over. It's it, We're going into a depression, but it's by choice of the fucking goddamn filthy corporate scumbags who don't want to let go of this government that they work so hard to undermine, they, to undermine the American experiment, the grand experiment in liberal democracy. They fucked us. They didn't take it over to let it go easy. And that's why, you know, with Bernie... Forget it. That that came a little too close for their liking. And they're not going to give up. They're not giving in. And Joe Biden, oh, we want to get back to normal. Let's get a little less chaos up in this bitch. That's what they want. Now, Joe Biden is somebody, and I, I said I will vote for him. I don't know. Maybe I'm a part of the problem. But it's going to be very difficult for Joe when I don't know, he he he's vetting Amy Klobuchar. Are you kidding me? Talk talk about done. Bing bing check please. These are clueless motherfuckers who are part of the problem. It's really, I don't know. I have to have to. I really got to think about this. But I believe in American exception. I believe in Santa Claus and uh, unicorns and fantasies island. You know. I believe in American exceptionalism. You have that goddamn privilege, Joe. Science and math and our universities and our healthcare system, uh, the doctors. Our healthcare system, this is what made me enraged. And math and our universities and our healthcare system, uh, the doctors that, that, that are considered the best in the world. Of course, if you're rich. Uh, I didn't want to hit that. You know, it was also an immigrant from Germany who visited FDR's White House and pushed that wartime president to launch the Manhattan Project. In so doing, Albert Einstein and a lot of the Manhattan Project, which dropped the bomb, uh, you know, nuclear weapon on the Japanese people. I don't know. Immigrants that were fleeing Nazi Germany helped America and its allies win the Second World War. Our country's pioneering spirit is also extended to medicine, whether it's through the creation of life-saving vaccines. Like, who the fuck is this guy? What has he ever done to make this even a reality? Everything he's saying, our medicine, our doctors, our blah, blah. If, okay, what is the point? We know what the point is. You can't fix perfect. That's it. It's fantasy land. There's nothing wrong, you see. There's nothing wrong with the system. Don't pay any attention to those food lines. Pay no attention to the fact that you have no money to retire or have no money for an emergency. Pay no attention. Listen to this shit. Because somebody 
there's somebody that's that got a good doctor and somebody made an invention and who what the fuck okay after another through the years the development of blood transfusions are miraculous breakthroughs in the field of organ transplants and one survey after another american doctors are viewed as the best in the world and our universities mm. remain unrivaled this is a mika in the background mm, mm. she's like moaning mm, mm. must be like when he uh you know and did you know that since 1950 approximately half of all nobel prizes awarded oh the mobile God. popped over this wireless battery bank from unboxing let's check this thing out and see what we got inside this thing is solid it's got nice grips on the side it's shockproof and it's water resistant this battery bank in the science fields have gone to americans almost half with, With the United, United States, States possessing such dominance in the fields of science and medicine and technology, how can that same country with just 4.3% of the world's population be responsible for almost 30% of the coronavirus deaths that have been reported across the globe? Mm. Now, Donald Trump's conspiracy theories are his, his followers who are conspiracy theorists would like to blame the deep state, would like to blame hapless bureaucrats for being asleep at the switch when the pandemic hit. But man, the record's really clear here. And it shows it was the president himself who repeatedly ignored all signs of a gathering storm. After all, it was the Centers for Disease who learned about the whatever. outbreak of- fucking whatever, but that's the point. He. You know, he goes after Twitler, rightfully so, but give me a break with this exceptional shit. Give me an effing break, please. Let me see. Who else is here? Let me see you guys. I haven't checked in in a while. I might have missed some super chats. Or maybe none at all. What can I say? Shannon, of course. Oh, my God. You you super chatted twice, Shannon. You don't have to do that. And we have many patrons. People on the chat, you guys are already patrons. Thank you all for your support. Not all the people on the chat, but some. I see. I see you. Tell the um, tell your friends about the show. That's all I can say. Tell your friends. Share the show with your friends. We have to grow the show. We have to grow this platform to get the word out about what we're up against. That's really the bottom line. You want to have a country that effing works? I'm not just saying that. I'm not. You can ask Shannon. Tell her. Tell her, Shannon. I'm for real. This is fucked up. And I find that, well, what I, what we do here, this is important. We need to get this word out. We don't have any media on our side. This is the corporate media. 
let me just say one more thing before we go. It's almost 11 o'clock. What time did I start the show? I can't remember. 8 o'clock? 8.15, right? This is an article from the Washington Post. Bernie Sanders is seeking peace with Joe Biden and asks his own delegates to turn down the volume. Fuck you. This pissed me off. Here's an article from... Oh, yes, the Washington Post, Sean Sullivan. This um, Bernie Bro bullshit, give me a break. That's what this article's about. Turn down the volume. Are you kidding me? Oh, so it's okay. We gotta. We have to turn down the volume. Right, okay. What about the food lines? Don't, shh, shh, shh. Don't say anything. What about the upward immobility? The income dispatch? What about the 35,000 that dot? Millions to go bank. We got to be practical. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I saw Michael Bennett. You know who I fucking hate? Michael Bennett. <laughs> He's another fake-ass Dem, another Vichy Dem. I'm going after these people. It's time. No mercy on them. I mean, you know, metaphorically. These are not patriots. I'm call- They're not patriots. That's the bottom line. Uh, Michael Bennett was asked on MSNBC uh, how, um, you know, are you for Medicare for all now? given that you see millions of Americans losing health care and with the stupid, ridiculous, for-profit health insurance racket. And he was like, no, I don't need any lectures on, uh, you know, Medicare or working people or whatever the fuck he was saying. Like, he thinks he's a champion of the working class. And I... I really went, well, whatever. I was so mad. I actually, I tweeted at him a numerous, eh, I was all capping as well. And I said, yes, I am yelling. I'm sorry, Michael effing Bennett. But who's going to yell? We have to yell for, for each other. Who's going to yell for me? Maybe I need to be yell, someone to yell for me. Maybe I'll be incapacitated. Maybe I'll be one of the 35,000 Americans who needlessly die. Who's going to yell for me? We should yell for each other. I'm yelling for all the Americans who can't yell anymore because they're dead. And they died needlessly. Thanks to goddamn Michael Bennett's goddamn policies that keep us divided. So he'll throw another um, monkey wrench into the gears of the fact that we need Medicare for all. He's an antagonist to progress. Why can't I find these goddamn tweets? Let me see. Yeah, uh, maybe. This is why I also need... Patrons. Let's see. Michael Bennett. 
Twitter. If I find his Twitter. Senator Bennett. F U. And then if I go to my own profile. Let me see if I can find it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was just screaming at him. Oh, yeah, here we go. I found it. I, could f I found it by all, by the all caps. And I said, there goes Michael Bennett pushing his health insurance racket approved BS. So, yes, you do need a lecture. For-profit health insurance leaves millions out and begging on GoFundMe for health care. Anything less than Medicare for All just shows that you're a divisive, sold-out, unpatriotic disgrace who guarantees that more Americans will go bankrupt and die. Medicare for All is the only patriotic American solution. If, if health is the priority rather than for-profit health insurance racket CEO million-dollar salaries earned by denying Americans health care. Yes, I'm yelling, as we all should, as Americans needlessly die in the measurably worst, most expensive, I got mine, divisive, worst health care of all developed nations. Michael Bennett is a disgrace to the legacy of FDR, who understood that leaving no one behind is the only American way. Fuck you, Michael Bennett. Trying to pretend like you're... You're a, you're a working-class hero. These scum-sucking, feigny, feigny, feigny. What's the word? Feigny? Feigny. Phony and fake. That's feigny. Feigny mother feigners. And Tim Kaine is now trending on Twitter because Joe Biden is basically making Amy Klobuchar the Tim Kaine of 2020. Remember Tim Kaine? Remember when Hillary came out and said, my running mate is... Who? We were all like, what? Tim Kaine? Who the f who's that? Again, there you go. No olive branches. Oh, but it's all Bernie's fault. No, it's not the fact that the goddamn Democrats, the corporate Dems, useless corporate sold-out Dems, it's not the fact that they created the environment through deregulation, and uh, their trade and tax policies that sent millions of jobs overseas that made Twitter possible and also deregulated the media so the right wing can have a propaganda outlet from sea to shining sea. And that same propaganda outlet reaches onto YouTube and grabs any YouTube right winger and gives them an elevated platform that reaches into the White House. No, no. Well, uh, we're we're. It's really a full court press against us. Everywhere you look, that's why we have to stick together. And shows like this, Bob Kincaid, Mike Malloy. I mean, I'm telling you, if we don't increase our platform and get the word out. 
we might as well just get the hell out of here. Finally. And just give it up, man. Because um, who's fighting for us? Nobody but us. That's why we better not fight against each other. Don't fall into the trap of fighting against each other. We're, we're in this together. Don't fight against your brothers and sisters just because they have darker pigment or whatever, different pigment, or they come from a different place, or they want to form a marriage contract with somebody with the same pee-pee. Who cares? We're in this together. That's your brother. That's your sister. That's your American family. Fellow patriot, we're in this together. Patriot means leaving no one behind. So, according to this article on the Washington Post by Sean Sullivan, Senator Bernie Sanders, whose delegates staged a raucous rebellion against Hillary Clinton at the 2016 Democratic Convention, is trying to engineer a different outcome this year by turning down the volume on his social media-driven army of 2020 delegates. F you! It was a rebellion against Hillary Clinton. It was the Hillary uh, corporate Democratic wing of the Democratic Party that was antagonistic against the progressives who were demanding a seat at the table. The entire thing was rigged, and we know this. It was admitted. What about Donna Brazile? What did she say? I'm sorry, Bernie. They knew it was Hillary's turn. Bernie was a problem. The only reason we have an, a, any progressive policies in this country is because of Bernie. $15 minimum wage. That was so pie in the sky. Remember, Hillary was like, I'm for $12. Oh boy, what's the difference? Who cares? It's only the dumb fucks who are now on food lines. And, and I refuse to bow out because my enemies will be too pleased. Not that... I want to stay in politics because, I don't know, I won't rest until everyone has health care. You know, I don't know. Your enemies. Uh, you know who my enemies are? Chuck Todd. Michael Bennett. You know, Joe Scarborough's. Donnie Deutsch. The Vichy collaborators in the class war, the fuckers, the, I don't know. I'm just trying to help here. We're on the right side of history, that's for sure. And we will be proven out, really. So the campaign of Senator, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah bullshit this is such bullshit plus it buys into the whole bernie bro shit and there are studies now you know that's the thing about fact truth reality and math you can go back on the internet 
and you could do an assessment on what is actually going on. I know that Megan McCain, the professional victim, is like, oh, these Bernie bros. And there's something called confirmation bias. So you, if that's what you're looking for, you, that's what you're going to find. So if somebody tweets something nasty at you, then you're like, oh, that must, that's all the Bernie bros. It's like racism in the country. Oh, must be... Oh, who did that? somebody of a black person commits a crime? Must be all of them. All the whole, um, everyone who's black is a criminal, right? It's the same kind of bullshit, frankly. And they've done studies on the internet. They can assess because you could see it. That's the thing about the internet. It's the thing about tweets. It's right there in front of your eyes. You could see it. That no one candidate's supporters were less or more negative than the others. There were just as many negative supporters or negative tweets that were for the other candidates as were for Bernie. But the corporate media has an agenda, and it's not to get the plebs uppity. They don't like uppity plebs. They like dumb plebs fighting amongst each other, accepting their food lines. They'll stick a microphone in front of your face now and then and cry some crocodile tears on the way to some other story about how Chuck Todd wants to retire in an RV. But... They don't have, their agenda is to keep you down. So regardless of the reality, if, if we had a corporate media, if, if we had a media that was working for the working people, this fucking Washington Post article, it wouldn't, this would be ridiculous. And Bernie would be ridiculous um, pushing this bullshit Tone it down. Tone, tone down. You know what? Here's my white Irish ass. And for you to kiss. Tone it down. Tone down that. Kiss my ass. Kiss my white Irish ass. Tone it down. If this, if this was reality, the corporate media or the media, if the media wasn't the corporate media, there would be a story that in spite of the numerous studies that have shown that no other supporters' uh, tweets on the internet were less or more negative than any other supporters, there is this bullshit about toning down Bernie's rhetoric or Bernie's supporters' rhetoric when um, really it's a Bernie bro meme meant to kneecap a movement whose strength is that it comes from the ground up. That's what they're trying to do. Turn people off from joining a movement that is absolutely necessary. 
This is the strength of an actual grassroots movement. What do you do? It's an actual grassroots movement, so you have to delegitimize it somehow. You have to prevent people from wanting to join it. Well, if the strength is that you have passionate human beings involved in this movement, let's disparage those passionate human beings and thereby negate all their uh, everything that they stand for. Turn other people off. And you, I guarantee you, those who pay absolutely no, um, they pay no as much attention to policy. Like, like, for instance, my aunt, who is somewhat informed, yet not like me. She, but she does read the New York Times. And if I spoke to her, and she knows I'm for Bernie, but she would, I'm sure... By way of conversation, because we talk a lot, she'll say something about, oh, you know, well, the negative supporters, or it'll come out somehow that it's in the public consciousness then. Well, Bernie just has a bunch of negative people supporting him, bad people, nasty, who don't know how to act. And it's not, it's not true. It's just bullshit. And, yeah, well, that's why the corporate media beats that horse till it's dead and then we'll beat it some more. Because <sighs> they have an agenda. The move, which carry... Okay, well, here we are. The campaign of the senator from Vermont has told some supporters picked to represent him this year to sign agreements... Barring attacks on other candidates or party leaders. Combative, combative confrontations on social media or talking to reporters without approval. Are you serious? Real Thomas Paine of them. The move, which carried a threat of being removed as a delegate, has the effect of blunting one of the most powerful, if divisive, tools of the Sanders movement and its unrestrained online presence and tendency to stoke controversy through other media, which has at times spiraled into abuse of opponents. Perceived and real. Perceived? Oh, professional victims. We know that Meghan McCain is a victim. I'm still waiting to, for the proof. Where's the receipts? Oh, these Bernie bros are terrible. I want to see. Let me see. I can show you some emails and, t- and tweets I've received calling me a C-word, calling me a dyke. Oh, what are you going to do? Fucking bunch of goddamn fragile little victims. Professional victims. Refrain from making negative statements about other candidates, party leaders, campaign, campaign staffers, supporters, and news organizations and journalists. This campaign is about issues and finding solutions to America's problems and the social media policy sent to some delegates. Our job is to differentiate the senator from his opponents on the issues, not personal attacks. Screw this. Real and perceived. Really. They're... He's blowing uh, life into this goddamn offensive Bernie bro meme, which was a way of invisalizing 
Bernie's diverse and high and largely female base. It's symbolic annihilation. It's disparaging. It's it's insulting. And it's bullshit. Do your best to avoid online arguments and confrontations, the policy said. If engaging in adversarial conversation, be respectful when addressing opposing viewpoints or commencing on the uh, or commenting, I mean, sorry, on the opposition. The agreements angered some well, let me go back to this voice. The agreements angered some Sanders delegates, and the campaign is now working with, dele- dele- with delegates to adjust its demands. Chris LeCory, a Sanders delegate from New Hampshire, said he heard about the documents on a conference call this week that left him with the impression that delegates in multiple states had received them. I think the campaign is trying to avoid, you know, a walkout or some really bad optics a la 2016. Well, maybe you know, the corporate wing of the of the useless corporate Democratic Party shouldn't have been so quick to, uh, you know, cut off any real change we can believe in. Cut it off at the pass. The I mean, be Democratic, goddammit. They don't want to. They like their cushy jobs. These are the Mika Brzezinski's of the world. The paper rippers. The hee hee hee. The Nancy Pelosi clappers. That's about it. That's the resistance in their eyes. They don't give a shit. They're not out there pounding the pavement for living wages, upward mobility, income mobility. No, no. Retirement, health care. No, 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 no. These are the Michael Bennett's. The clappers, you know. <laughs> Resist. I want to get back to brunch. Can we get back to brunch? I want to go on my RV and retire. Unlike... The majority of, well, not the majority, well, many, I don't know how anybody's going to retire. If the majority of the people can't handle a $400 emergency and only one third of the American people can't retire, that has to, that doesn't add up to me. Their only reason if they can retire is if they move in with a bunch of friends or their family and take their social security. That's about it. That's why FDR is still our greatest modern president, and we have a duty to realize his second Bill of Rights. For us, if we want a functioning country, I don't know. When Sanders attends... Wait, wait, wait. Where am I? Oh, the rules were obtained by the Washington Post and confirmed by Sanders' campaign were sent to some delegates last week. It was not known how broadly the rules were dispersed or who ordered them, but they included a social media policy, a non-disclosure agreement, and a delegate code of conduct. Because we're a bunch of knuckle-draggers, those who want 
living wages, health care, retirement security, equal, I don't know, protection under the law, equal pay. I don't know. What do you got to do? This is exceptional America. What can you do? It's just too much. It's too pie in the sky. Having retirement like the rest of the world. Having a country that doesn't, where people aren't dying needlessly without health care. That's too pie in the sky. Don't get confrontational. That's too, it's not nice. Just, you know, when somebody says, I'm sorry, we can't, um, I'm just trying to be practical, pragmatic by proposing policies that leave 10 million out with, uh, with nothing. And, you know, instead of going, boo, go like this. And then rip their paper. Why does that do that? I can't even have a nice tarot buster behind me. Go like this. Be Nancy Pelosi. Go. Yes. Resist. And say, uh, manager. Can I get the manager in here? Some, you know, um, that's what I'm going to do when I can't retire. Hello, manager. I'm not able to retire. Hello. The stipulations come as presumptive nominee Joe Biden and his allies are eager to head off a repeat of the revolts. Well, um... What do you think Amy Klobuchar is going to do for that? <laughs> These mother effers. Give me a break. Oh, they want to stop the the repeat of 2016. So let's get that fucking Amy Klobuchar in here. You know, everyone, how everyone just loved Amy. She can really reach across the aisle and get things done, like um, like the Iraq War. She really knows how to work with the other side to achieve their fascist kiss-up, kick-down, I-got-mine-sucks-to-be-you American exceptional agenda that leaves millions with nothing and has the American live the American working class living check to check without being able to retire. I don't know. <laughs> she really gets it done. She's your girl. She's the <laughs> She's the uh Tim Kane. She's as inspiring as Tim Kane is charismatic. These fuckers. Really? These mother... That's why I'm shaming them. That's why I'm here. That every time... And I hope to grow the show, frankly, to the point where they go on YouTube and every time they go on YouTube, they hear the real progressive message telling them how full of shit they are. And maybe they'll be shamed. We have to publicly shame them. Obviously, nothing else works. Just got to keep calling them out. I'm sorry. 
I'm tired of this, of being, um, you know, trickled upon. It's pathetic. All right. It's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I'm trying to not scream into the night. Fucking Nancy Pelosi. I can't believe where I live. Why? Why, Granny? I want you to come and visit me in the night, Grandma. In my... Visit me in my dreams as a ghost and say, What the fuck you were thinking, Granny? Why? Why? What did you do? Why'd you get on that boat? Hmm? Why'd you gotta come over here and make my daddy the anchor baby? That's what she did. She came here to have her baby, my daddy, in this shithole country. She wasn't fleeing famine. Darth, I see your chat. The famine was in the 18 fucking somethings anyway. And my granny was rich. Okay. I hate to tell you. They lost their money in the Depression. My granny was a rich motherfucker. She, her, her house was so big that during World War One, the Allies had commandeered it and used it as a, as a base, as an officer's base. She had ponies. She had a governess. My own little granny. My motherfucking granny. I could have been rich. And she and my dummy, dummy granddaddy. I don't know. They lost their money in the Depression. And there you go. And here we are. And I was like, when I found all this out, that my granny... Because I, I had the impression when I was younger, I didn't know the whole story until I was a little older, that I had the impression that my grandmommies, I mean, my, that my grandmother had come over with the huddled masses. And I said something to my cousin about, you know, granny coming over, blah, 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 in the huddled masses. And she said, what? Grandma came over first class, honey. And I was like, what? This was when I was young. She told me the story. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, granny, grandma was rich. And I was like, what? My eyes went, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong. I could have been rich, you said? Yes. They fucking lost their money. Stupid mother effers. But she wanted to have her son. My, well, ended up being my, her son. My 
my dada, my papa, my poopapa, pee-pee-da. Well, I call him dada. No, I call <laughs> I'm regressing. <laughs> I called him daddy. When I would call my father, I would say, hello, daddy. Or da, or da. Or pucky. He became known as Pucky to my grand, to my nieces and nephews who my first nephew, Ryan, called him Pucky. He couldn't, for what, you know how it goes. He couldn't pronounce his name, couldn't say granddaddy, so he called him Pucky and he forever became known as Pucky. And there you go. Uh, but yeah, so my grandmother came over here to have my dada so he would be an american citizen you see she had an anchor baby my dada and yeah fucking shit i'm so sick of it i could have been rich i could have had a big house and a pony but i do have relatives in ireland and they're not um they're not living on the... They, they, don't, they live good lives. They're not rich, but they're... They have decent lives. My uncle is a professor... Not a professor. He was a principal. All right, get down. They're retired. They go all over the world traveling. You know, they have to worry about shit. They have retirement. They have health care. They ha Yeah, I mean... That's what they do. That's life. That's how it should be. They travel. They see the world. I mean, not now, but... Gee, how did she make her money? I don't know. How they made money. How my... I mean, it wasn't her. It was her family. We're rich. My grandfather. My great-grandfather. But they had a giant... Goddamn castle. Okay? With horses and shit. And my granny had a governess. Grew up with, like, a governess. Which ain't cheap. So, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? But that was a long time ago before... This was born. This, what you see before you... I don't know. God help us. Yes. I wish they owned the twins on Game of Thrones. Mamma mia. Yeah, my my mother had an interesting history, too. I had a lesbian aunt. Well, she was a great aunt. Who was a lounge singer in New York. And was rich, but she was being kept by a gangster. And my mother said when they were little, they went to her apartment in New York and it opened up and the elevator opened up into her apartment. She was in the penthouse. But she was probably murdered. She got, um, one day disappeared. So they thought that she might have heard or saw the wrong thing or pissed somebody off or whatever. But she was a lesbian, my mother told me. And her name was Aunt Dot. 
that's all I know. I wish I knew more, really. My mother was very, um, she was hard to get stories out of, but she had some good stories. Like the story of Aunt Dot. Maybe I need to talk to Aunt Dot. I wish she would come and visit me in the night. Three ghosts. Aunt Dot, Granny, and I want my great-grandfather. How'd he make all his money? I want to le learn these things. <sighs> all right, guys. You are the reason I do this show. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash taradevlin. We need to do the show. If you believe that, I b I'm not just saying that. I, I don't know. I could be out trying to make money like my great-grandfather. But instead, I'm here doing a show. I hope to do the show every day. That's why we are asking for patronage. And yeah, it's needed. We don't want to have a goddamn country that only works for the Joe Scarboroughs and the Chuck Todds of the world and the Donnie Deutsches. That's not America. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Remember, as I always say. Why we lost our money, god damn it. Granny, why did you suck at putting money in a fucking stock that went to hell? Now, now, now. That's why we don't want our mother effing social security in. No stocks, no stocks, no stocks. Uh-uh, we wanted to cure in our goddamn bonds. A lockbox like Bill, I mean, Gore talked about motherfucking. Do not let those mother effing Donnie Deutsches in this bitch. Mm-mm-mm, yeah. Because they are the enemies of the people. The Vichy goddamn collaborators. Mm -mm -mm. We're gonna get them. They're gonna get 
to be we're gonna be on the top they're gonna learn to live with it Mm-mm. just deal with it like we got to deal with this pandemic Lick spittles, haku, yes, I'm talking to you. Do not let them get them. Don't get them. Don't let the mother effers break you. <laughs> We're gonna get them. Subconscious. I need to know why we went to this hell hole. The only one with <laughs> goddamn food lines. I got jazz hands. Up in this bitch, we got no retirement, we got no health care, we got jazz hands. Wow, woo! Guys, I gotta get the bed. All right, you guys, you're the best. You are the best. And that's fun. I need that. We gotta laugh, right? Otherwise, we will cry. Yes. All right, guys, listen to me. I will probably see what's that. Oh, it's, it's already, it's almost Friday. Let's get back together on Saturday on our regular scheduled programming and in the meantime you have an assignment give the show a good review on itunes share the show with your friends become a patron if you're not already or if you are a patron oh thank you patricia <laughs> for your wonderful super chat and uh yes yeah tell your tell your friends we'll 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 grow the show we will win it's part of how we're gonna win because we have to get the word out about uh you know the new deal and the progressive policies that built this shit built the middle class and we will win we know it we are on the right side of history that's why they have to try so hard and write articles about American exceptionalism, all this shit, these fantasies that they tell themselves and each other. Do not buy into it. We're in this together. We understand that this is all common sense. You can't have 
a country you can't have concentrated wealth and democracy at the same time this is the end. all right this is it good night everybody look at Terry jr jr <laughs> he's being a good boy so remember i always say it is true we are on the right side of history we are on the right side of democracy we are on the right side of humanity my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you very much. We stick together. We win. I will see you on Saturday night.